Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Alyssa and I'm your host. Today I am chatting and actually cooking, this is a new one for us, I'm cooking with Simone Lawson from Sassoul Cafe here in Raleigh. Sassoul and her sister Noelle will actually be coming on at the end of the month and they're going to be showing us how to do a charcuterie board. So I also linked in the show notes the YouTube video so if you want to follow along as they're as she's cooking today it would be great but we're making things like guava mint lemonade um semolina crusted chicken marinara zatar seasoned rusted vegetables and trail mix energy balls i've also linked in the show notes as well the blog post that i wrote that has all the recipes and everything on if you're interested in looking at that so I hope you've eaten before you listen to this podcast because this is a great one and oh my gosh, you definitely need to check out the YouTube video because that food looks amazing. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. It's Women History Month and Women Appreciation Month, and today is the International Day of Women. And before we get started with Simone Lawson from Sassoul Cafe, I wanted to share a quote by Judy Garland. It says, be a first-rate version of yourself, not a second-rate version of someone else. Now, Simone, I'm so excited that you're here with us today and that you're going to share with us a simple recipe because the major thing that most of us get is what's for dinner. That's the dreaded question. So tell us about yourself. Sure. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I guess I'll I'll talk a little bit about myself as I cook, but uh, just to give you a little summary, uh, a lot of people tuning in, they know I'm I'm from Sassoul Mediterranean Cafe. Uh, This is my family's restaurant, which my dad founded back in 2011. Um, and currently I work as the marketing director and director of catering. Um, I also have a four month old baby that I am taking care of and learning a lot. Um, and other than that, uh, I spend my days having fun with my husband. We like to adventure and hike and work out and try to eat healthy. And, uh, we're about to start our garden soon. So that's a, that's a little bit, little pint sized version of what's going on in my life. So what are we going to cook today? Sure. So we're going to start off with a fun spritzer. It's uh, guava lemonade. Um, it also has like some um, fizzy water, which fizzy water has just exploded. I see it everywhere. Different brands, flavors, you know, it's all um, every single kind I could, I could imagine as far as flavors. Uh, but that's going to go in the drink too. 
So we're going to have that fun drink, which you can spike it if you want it to be an adult drink. But if you have the kids with you and, you know, we're making a family friendly dinner, uh, just keep it as it is. Um, we are going to make a semolina crusted chicken marinara, um, which will go over with all of your kids, young and old, uh, talking about your husbands if they're picky. And um, we're gonna do zacher seasoned roasted vegetables and then finish with some, with some trail mix energy bites, which I always love for, uh, for dessert. However, if you wanted them, you know, first thing in the morning or you need a little pick-me-up throughout the day, this is a great snack. Um, and they, go, they will go in the freezer to store. So uh, it will be a, a dessert for now, for tonight. And then following, you know, you can snack on it um, days after. So that, that is what we're making. Um, I guess let's go ahead and start with, with the drink. Go for it. So what we're doing is a guava lemonade. Um, I always like to have a drink when I have people over, you know, having like a themed drink or just something interesting because um, it just makes it a little more fun. So at Susul, we have uh, guava juice. We also have like mango juice um, and papaya juice, but I love the guava juice. And what I'm doing today is I add it in with lemonade. So I have some fresh squeezed lemonade and I'm doing more than one serving because I have a camera crew that I'm going to give some nice refreshing drinks to. So um, your recipe is for, I think two, oh, your recipe is for three drinks. I think I'm making a batch for six, six glasses. So I'm just adding this guava juice in. The fun thing about lemonade is it really tastes great with any fruit flavor. So I encourage you to get creative. I know I've done a strawberry lemonade before, guava today. Um, I'm kind of wondering how mango would be. That would be really good. Mm. Okay, so adding, we have the lemonade and guava juice in here. Adding a can of AHA sparkling water. It is lime watermelon, I believe. However, like I said, there is every million flavor of sparkling water out there. So choose whichever flavor you like best. And that goes in. And this is super simple. You can actually store this in your fridge if you want to do this ahead of time. And also, if you stick it in your fridge for about 30 minutes, it'll get a little bit slushy. And keep the, keep the spoon in there if you're going to do that, if you keep it in the freezer. Keep the, the spoon in there because you'll want to go into the freezer twice to stir it. And then you get that slushy, um, the slushy consistency. So anyway, we have the guava, the lemonade, and the sparkling water in here. Stir it just a couple times. I have my two glasses ready on deck. Take the mint out for now. Okay, first thing is first. Ice goes in first. I can get it out of, you know, I need to invest in some of those silicone ice cube trays because it is a heck of a lot easier when you, when the time comes to actually get the ice out. Either that or go ahead and just ice out ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but we are doing okay as it is. There we go. One more. Okay. <laughs> and what I like to do is I put a lime on top, but I also will put the lime down in with the ice to kind of give some visual uh, color makes it look nice and fresh too. So one thing about this menu 
is that I have made it super easy, especially on weeknights. You know, we have a lot going on. Whether you are a parent or not a parent, people are busy. So mm -hmm. the goal is let's make some mostly fresh um, items like drinks and entrees and um, snacks. But if we can maybe get a little bit of uh, an easier way to do it, let's do it especially on weeknights. Okay. I love how you did the pink and the green star straws. Yeah. So I am a big fan. I know I, I did. It was overkill on my last cooking class, but I kept talking about a color pop. That is like one of my favorite things to do when preparing food is make sure there's a contrast of color. Um, so we have our mint, our lime. If you really wanted to, you could muddle the the mint and kind of have it in that drink but i just i like it on top as a garnish it yeah. makes it look like you should be on a tropical island somewhere drinking it my head is in a tropical island right now <laughs> <laughs> it's warming up thankfully in the weather but i don't know i could use some waves <laughs> yeah me too I, this is our guava lemonade it is so good you guys really need to go to Sasul, grab some guava juice, and get creative with your drinks because this is excellent, and it just makes me so happy and ready to cook for you. So I'm going to put this aside for my camera crew to come grab, and we will start on that uh, semolina-crusted chicken. Okay. Now, what made you decide to pick this menu? Because I know there was a couple of times you, you sent me a menu and said, nope, changed it. I changed it. Sorry, last draft, last draft. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I'm so indecisive. Um, well, so one, one component that always is underlying with my cooking classes is I always want to use ingredients you can find in the Sasul Market section. That's first. Um, I accomplished that, I think, the first time I sent you the menu. <laughs> The next iteration, um, I just wanted to make sure that my recipes were one, easy and quick, um, but two, you could kind of do the main recipe in a little bit of different ways depending on what kind of taste buds your family has at home. Mm. So this brings me like to the chicken, the sesame, sorry, the semolina crusted uh, chicken marinara. What we're essentially doing is making chicken tenders. And then we're going to make it into a little bit of a more grown-up entree with some marinara sauce and Armenian string cheese. So if you have picky eaters at home and you want to, you want to stop with just the semolina-crusted chicken, A-okay. But if you want to make that nice-looking, beautiful entree, then keep going with the recipe. So that was, that was my motivation um, for, for this meal, was to make a very versatile menu that you could make uh, number one, easy, but then you could kind of alter slash modify just in case you have picky eaters or in case you're feeding little kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I wanted to make it good for everybody. So what I'm doing right now, I have my chicken breast, which I cut into strips. I put some salt and black pepper on it. Um, and you put that aside. And then... And I have also made more than what the recipe calls for because the really cool thing about these virtual cooking classes 
is my whole family, we sit and eat together after the class is done. So um, I'm kind of making it for them as well. Um, but you guys at home, follow the recipe because I've told you in the recipe, well, actually you're getting the recipes after this class. Yes. Um, most of the recipes are to feed four to five people. So if you have a household of four, you will be a-okay with the with the quantities that I give you in the recipes that Melissa will release to everyone after the class. Yeah. But what I'm doing um, in this glass container, whisking some egg, we're making the wash for uh, when we batter up the semolina chicken. In goes some milk. And a really cool component, baking powder two teaspoons of baking powder. So I wonder if anyone knows what the baking powder does for breading, uh, because I recently learned about it. Baking powder, um, it creates bubbles in the breading. So it will be a little bit of a, um, a more airy type of breading. Mm. It won't be as caked on. Um, and the goal is we are going to try to get a little closer to Bojangles status. Ooh. <laughs> that, that is the goal. Uh, of course, a little more healthy though, because we're baking these chicken tenders today. The, the crust on the chicken tenders, it's made with mostly semolina. Um, it also has just a little bit of flour and some spices and sesame seeds. And I really like the sesame seed component of the breading because it makes like a very nice nutty, um, like a nuttiness to the, to the chicken tenders. And what I love about semolina um, is that you can kind of think as far as texture, semolina is very similar to fine cornmeal, um, but it doesn't have that corn flavor because it is made from the, the bits of wheat that come off the stalk as the flour is getting milled. Semolina is kind of like the extras, the stuff that falls to the wayside. Mm. But it's used in a lot of Middle Eastern baking. Um, it is used, you know, to thicken sauces. I love baking uh, with semolina and finding out new recipes how I can use it. So this was a somewhat um, new way to use it. And we're doing it very simply in a gallon-sized bag. So mm. gallon-sized bags save my life as far <laughs> as... As far as storing things, um, if I need to mix something and I don't want to go all out and have a bowl and then wash it, gallon size bag, throw it in there, shake and bake. That's what we're doing today. So we have our chicken ready, our egg wash ready, and simply what we're going to do, also we have our oven on 400, just keep that in mind. What we're gonna do is add the spices, the herbs. We have dried thyme. We have sesame seeds, a lot of sesame seeds. And you can find those at Sasul too. They already come toasted. We have some garlic powder. And then we have some paprika. Just to give it a little kick, a little yeah. color. Mm -hmm. And a little salt too. Okay. like I said, we are making it so easy with this gallon sized bag. You just seal it, shake it, and you are halfway done with your entree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Then you can also get the kids involved in that too. If you're a parent, exactly. you can yes. shake yes, it. Up. Yeah. This, uh, this recipe right here, 
as well as the uh, trail mix bites are all very kid friendly. You can get your kids, you know, pull up a chair. I remember my dad and my mom, they would get, um, you know, like the mo the highest chairs we had in the house. And we would sit on our knees on those chairs with our chest at the counter. And uh, we'd be so interested watching them cook. But it was even better when they had us kind of uh, participate in the cooking as well. That was always really fun. So what I'm doing is just coating, coating the chicken in the egg wash. Okay. Like that. You are going to make sure that most of the drips come off of the chicken and then you're going to throw it in the bag. Okay. Most of them come off, throw it in the bag and you're just going to continue to do this. One thing I'm really excited about, I mentioned it just briefly in the very beginning, is we are about to start our garden over here um, at my house. And we have expanded our garden. Each year we've gotten better at it. We now have three tracks of, um, of pieces of like an area for the garden. We have three separate areas and we also have flower beds that we built. My husband and I got really creative uh, with some pallet wood. And um, so what I love is the fact that some of my cooking in the spring, actually a lot of it, if we do a really good job, um, can be from the vegetables that we get from the garden. I love now, that. when I don't get my vegetables from the garden, I do go to the North Carolina farmer's market. The produce today came from Layton's. Um, I really, I love the variety and the prices. Are you kidding me? And people are always so nice at the farmer's market. It reminds me of kind of the same family business concept, you know, that we have at Sasul because when I go up to the farmer's market station, you know, like where, wherever you're going to buy your produce, whoever you pick, they have that same smile that my dad has when customers walk through the door at Sasul. So I, I really get a very, um, very heartwarming feeling when I go to the farmer's market. And I love supporting local, local farmers and getting that fresh produce. Now does Sasul also um, support local farmers as well? We do, yeah. We have been, um, so, sorry, I'm spraying the pan with just some cooking spray as I put down the chicken tenders. But uh, Sasul, yes. So we get produce orders every single day. We have been using the same produce uh, vendor, uh, let's see, since we opened. Um, and actually my dad, every other week, he goes to the farmer's market just so that he can say hi to the owner of, um, of that produce station and also to pay him, of course. Uh, but he brings him dinner and he brings dinner for his whole family every other Friday. Uh, it's their little tradition. And, um, I think it's very special for Dennis, the gentleman that we get the produce from. Uh, but it's also really cool for my dad too, to, to keep that relationship. My, my dad, and I've also learned this as well, um, but having those kind of familial relationships uh, in business, it really pays off in the long run. Mm -hmm. So we have used mostly the same vendors in every aspect of our business since we opened. Um, and you know, some people, they switch vendors, you know, when costs go up, uh, but having that nice relationship with those people uh, whenever costs have 
gone up or someone has come in, you know, with lower prices, our current vendors, they will, they will go down in their prices because they want to stay with our business. So, um, not drastically, you know, to actually hurt their business, but they end up staying competitive with the other vendors. So it's, it's really nice that we've been able to stay with all of the same vendors at Sasul uh, for the longest time. Cause we get, we get very attached to them and I feel very, um, a very close bond with our vendors. I'm doing another batch just because I don't want to overload the bag. So I'm putting about six to eight in there at once. I think I did a little more the first time, <laughs> but same process, super easy. This even makes me want to dance a little bit. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to dance while they're making dinner? Just crank the music up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Crank the music up and just yeah. go through it. You know, I used to turn the music up during, uh, while I made dinner. And then I had a little baby. <laughs> now you're anything to let the baby sleep, right? Yep, yeah, that's right. Now I try to get him to bed and then we try to just be a little bit quieter than we usually are so that we can have dinner without him waking up. But um, yeah, it is all good. I know eventually he dances with me during the day when I make lunch. He'll sit in his little chair that bounces and he'll just bounce right along. It is the cutest thing. Okay, I have one more batch to go in here. You guys bear with me. So while you're doing that, let's talk about the um, some of the things about being a working mom and, and having a newborn and having a baby, you know, some of the yeah. challenges that you face that you didn't think about. Yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> my, my hat goes off to every mom out there, whether you have one kid or you have five kids like my mom. Um, I don't know how... I don't know how ladies do it. I really don't. I'm learning slowly day by day. My patience is growing very quickly. I'm having to learn that. Um, but honestly, what I have, what I've learned is one being a mom gives you the most joy that you would ever imagine. So mm -hmm. I, you know, there's nothing that compares to it. There's nothing like it. So, um, I would never trade that for anything, but, um, I have also, I've always been such a, um, like a task oriented person and I kind of gauge my uh, productivity on how many things I can get done in a day. Well, I had to kind of recheck myself, um, <laughs> because my new priority, you know, is raising my son and making sure that he stays healthy and safe and he's fed. Um, and while I have been increasing in the amount of productivity I have with work, um, which I'm very blessed because I'm able to do a lot of my marketing work and take catering orders over the phone, be primarily at home. Um, but I have, I have learned to take each day as it comes. Um, some days he wants zero naps and I don't get any jam time on the computer. Um, but I have kind of shifted my work to more project oriented. So it's not about how much I get done each day, but how, you know, can I accomplish two projects per week? Mm. And, um, my family has been extremely flexible with, uh, with what I've been doing, but I feel that the projects that I've been doing, um, they have brought a lot of value to, to the team. So, you know, working on training videos, 
um, rewriting job descriptions to be updated and current, uh, things that you know our company really needs that I am able to send them through the computer. So that has kind of been the big shift and transition that I have um, been learning. But uh, I am learning to love it because I really, I do love my work. And then I have about two meetings per week where I go in and um, my son Maddox will then visit uh, his grandma, Nana. Um, <laughs> she, will, she will babysit. So yeah, it is, it is so much fun and so much work, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Okay, so chicken tenders are ready. It is a light breading. Um, and the flavor that will come out of the oven when this is finished is unbelievable. You guys are really going to love it when you try it at home. I'm going to put it in the oven. Um, it's on 400. It's going to go in there for 25 minutes. Okay. By the way, double ovens and the big refrigerator, you have the cooked dream kitchen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love my kitchen. I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So when my husband and I, a couple months after we got married, when we were looking for a house, I kind of put my foot down and I said, I really want a, I really want a nice kitchen. Um, Cause we had a couple houses that we were, that we were deciding uh, between. And this one was the winner. I've never seen a fridge as big as the one behind me. Unless, you go, to, unless you go to Sasul and there's a walk-in fridge. So um, yeah, I feel pretty lucky about that. <laughs> but I tell you, it doesn't seem big anymore. We fill it up pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. So while the chicken, while the chicken is baking for the next maybe five, 10 minutes, we're going to prep the vegetables because um, that's going to go in the oven as well. And this next part doesn't take any time at all. Um, okay. So we're moving on to the Zotter seasoned vegetables. We'll come back to add the marinara on the chicken. What I really like about this recipe is that it's easy, but also more than anything, it's colorful. The vegetables I'm using today um, are purple sweet potatoes from the farmer's market, celery, baby carrots, which have already been prepped for you because they're the size we need. Um, and then the uh, French green beans, which I've just snipped the edges. The trick with, uh, with this recipe is that you wanna just make sure that all your vegetables are the same size. And that's really the only rule because after that, you toss it in a little bit of olive oil and zatar, and then it goes right in the oven. So, we're going for about two inches, a two inch cut. And that easy, the wide ends of the celery, I'm gonna slice vertically so that they're just a little thinner. But as you go up the celery stalk, it's perfectly fine as far as the width. So that goes into the bowl. And of course, if you have picky eaters at home, I am sure you're going to pick their favorite vegetables to go into this mix. I, um, I really focused on the color contrast for, for my selection. Um, but really, I mean, I can tell you, zatar tastes good on just about anything. Um, and that is the main star of the show with these roasted vegetables. 
See the purple potatoes? Oh, that's pretty. That's gorgeous. I love it. I love it. Oh, that color combination is just gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, if you can make a dinner that your whole family will enjoy, you've already won. But if you can make a dinner that your whole family can enjoy and it looks beautiful, and maybe it goes on Instagram a little bit later <laughs> after the kids go to bed, you have really won. <laughs> you've gotten two birds with one stone. We have a comment. Lisa said, okay. yum, save some for me. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Let's see. Almost finished. The other really um, easy piece of this roasted vegetable dish is the baby corn. So I have to tell you, I didn't eat as much baby corn as after I met my husband. He's a huge fan of baby corn. We do a lot of stir fries with it. Um, and then also I have recently tried it in roasted vegetables. You know, you don't think, okay, this is canned corn. How can it go with some fresh vegetables? But because of the firmness of the spears of corn, um, it really, it roasts really nicely. And one, it also looks great too. You know, it's kind of like you have a mini vegetable. And if I were my kid self, I would really enjoy seeing mini vegetables. I feel like mm -hmm. a giant. Um, mm -hmm. So anything you can do to kind of make things fun, that's what we want. Okay, so I'm going to mix the vegetables I have in the bowl. I'm gonna mix it with a little olive oil. Okay, just coat them a little bit. Probably should have used a little bigger of a bowl, but it's gonna work. Okay. Like that. And we have a little bit of green zotter. So at Sasul, we have green zotter, we have red zotter. They both taste excellent. Um, the red zotter usually has a little bit of Aleppo pepper in it. So in addition to dried thyme, sesame seeds, and sumac, it kind of has like a fruity flavor. Okay. Um, but I, I kind of have stuck to green zotter. I grew up with green zotter. And that's what I stay pretty loyal to. Okay. So as I kind of empty out some of the vegetables, this is how this is how you solve your <laughs> random problems you have in the kitchen. We're gonna run with it. Okay. Mix some of the vegetables, let them out, mix the rest. <laughs> okay. Like this. Actually, I'm going to grab one more pan. To finish the rest. I just, I really love the color contrast and the fact that everything is very much the same size. I can guarantee that it will make a really good uh, photo. If, if you're one of those people that love taking food photos, my aunt has told me she runs the actual production of catering at Sasul. Um, and I, I know I've talked about this in other cooking classes, but um, we try to keep, for catering, you try to keep all the vegetables the same size because if they are the same size, they look really good in pictures. Okay, we have actually two questions. One says, can you describe zotter, the, the spice that you put on? Describe zotter? Uh-huh. Sure. So. 
Zatar is dry is primarily dried thyme. Zatar actually means thyme in Arabic. It means dried thyme. Um, so the mix of zatar is dried thyme, sesame seeds, and sumac. Those are those are always the components. Um, if you go to Lebanon, they may serve you, you know, their own homemade zatar, which may have a few other ingredients in it, just based on how they want to, um, you know, uh, be unique with their flavor. But always dried thyme, sesame seeds, and sumac. That is what zatar is. Okay, so just sprinkling a little salt. We just toss them in olive oil, zatar, a little salt. It's gonna go into the oven. Okay, and it's been about five minutes. So take that off at 25. We have 20 minutes left, and we have 20 minutes to bake the vegetables. So we're right on time with everything. Super easy. We have another question about the purple sweet potato. What's the flavor of the purple sweet potato? It tastes exactly like orange sweet potatoes. Okay. <laughs> it does. So if you love sweet potatoes, try a purple one. There's no harm. <laughs> no risk at all. And maybe if you know if you're making um, if you're making dinner for your family, your kids may love it because they're purple. Who knows? I don't know. I was quite a picky eater when I was um, when I was younger, so I I feel like maybe I would have uh, nixed the purple sweet potato. I'd <laughs> be like, Mom, I am not eating this. But you never <laughs> but, know; the kid might like it if purple's their favorite color. Exactly, exactly. I'm definitely going to have my son eating mashed purple sweet potatoes as soon as he starts eating little soft food. So, um, okay. So we have 19 minutes left. Um, until we need to actually put the marinara and then the uh, Armenian string cheese. So I'm gonna go ahead and show you guys how to do the trail mix balls because it's the easiest recipe we have here, except it does take the longest because we have to ball up, which is a great time to talk and ask questions. So I'm gonna bring that over here. And like I said, these are awesome. Uh, I'm doing them for dessert today. However, um, you can have them for snack. You can eat them in the morning if you're a fan of, you know, energy bites in the morning. Um, they're very versatile. And I'll talk about all the ingredients in just a second because we've got a lot of ingredients going on in these. Okay. Like this, we have our pan ready with the parchment paper. And one last thing. Okay. So the thing I did ahead of time is I combined just a few things so I didn't have an entire kitchen full of boxes everywhere. Um, in the bowl, you have rice, uh, like the crisp rice cereal. You can go with Rice Krispies, you can go with the generic, it doesn't matter, um, as well as some instant oats. So those are the two components in the bowl. And then the fun part after that is you can really customize. Um, when you get the recipes sent to you, you will see that I say you can pick cranberries or dried cherries, walnuts or cashews, pecans or pistachios. What I really would love is if you guys take your version of it, you know, take mm -hmm. your favorite nuts, take your favorite dried fruit, 
um, and make that into this recipe. Because when I tell you, you can switch one out for the other, it makes no difference whatsoever. It is going to end up being the flavor that you love. So the, um, the nuts that I chose to do today were pecans and cashews. Those are like my two favorite nuts to eat um, just as a snack. So I ground those up as well with some shredded coconut. So it really makes it, um, it's very helpful when trying to make these balls if the nuts are, you know, uh, ground up just a little bit. So I pulsed them for about 30 seconds and they became pretty ground up. And then that goes right in with the crisped rice. After that, I move on to the dried fruit. So today I chose uh, dried cranberries, which we have at Sasool. If you guys are tuning in and you are a Sasool customer, you know that in our market section, we have like 12 to 15 different dried fruits that you can snack on. Um, they're all in packages kind of like this, uh, from apricots to dried fruit, uh, dried cranberries, dried sour cherries, dried blueberries, dried strawberries, dried pineapple, everything. So I've really had fun um, over time. You know, every time I make these energy bites, uh, I will use a different dried fruit. And if it is not as small as the dried cranberry, you'll want to pulse it in with the nuts as well. Because the goal is, you know, you want things to be about the same size. So cranberries go in. I'm not going to use all of them. This is about two cups in uh, your in your 16 ounce container. I'm using about a cup because I'm doing a little bit more than the recipe on the paper. Um, and then after that, after that is the nut butter. So if you or anyone in your family uh, cannot have peanuts, I know that that you know it's a, a very big allergy. Don't use peanut butter. Uh, use almond butter, use cashew butter, you know, use your favorite kind of nut butter. And then as well as some tahini. So that makes, um, that makes a really nice uh, sesame flavor added to this. And uh, I really, really love it. Um, and so those are kind of like the binders. And then your last binder is baking dates. So this you know, this looks like a big block of, I don't know what. My husband asked if it looked like, or if it was chocolate earlier. He was like, oh, cool, a block of chocolate. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, babe, it's not chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> These are literally pressed dates. Um, you can use them in baking. You can use them in cookies. You know, you see it's stretched. It is literally a bunch of dates just pressed together. So there are a lot of uh, Mediterranean baking recipes that you can use with stuffed date or with, sorry, pressed dates. Today, I'm using them to bind the energy bites. Uh, so what I do is they're very sticky too. That's probably the biggest um, mm -hmm. challenge with baking dates, but it is worth it. I break it up just a little bit and put it around the bowl so that when I mix everything together, um, it has a better chance of kind of dispersing equally. So that goes in, and then finally, uh, we also have some orange blossom honey, which I got from Sasool as well. A little bit of sweetness. Let me take off this glove so I don't coat the container with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
So we're so putting about a third of a cup of honey in here. Again, the, the energy bites will be sweet. However, most of it's gonna come from that dried fruit flavor and the dates. So natural sweetness is always better than just sugar. Okay. Was there a question? Yeah, what's the difference between using the orange blossom honey and just regular honey? Is there a difference? There's a slight difference. It's more, um, you notice the difference more in the smell. Mm, okay. um, and honestly, it won't take away, you know, if you just use clover honey or amber honey, um, it won't make a, a noticeable difference in your energy bites. I, I just uh, am privy to the orange blossom, orange blossom honey because I've used it the most. Okay. Definitely have a spatula handy when you get the peanut butter and the tahini because that sucker likes to stick into the measuring cup. Okay. Now's the part where you call the kids to the counter. Exactly. <laughs> you say, okay, everyone, wash your hands. Let's have some fun. Okay. And this is... Mm -hmm. When you cook, are you using those gloves all the time when you cook or are you just using them for tonight? So when I put my hands in food, I have, growing up in a restaurant, I have really become accustomed and a little bit spoiled to wanting to use gloves. Oh. Um, however, when I'm just cooking, you know, on the stove or even when I'm chopping, I usually don't wear gloves. Like I, I usually just wash my hands um, and we'll do it the normal way. <laughs> But yeah, when I get my hands dirty uh, and like really mixing stuff like uh, bread dough, um, pizza crust, energy bites, things like that, or when I'm tossing a salad, I really, I do appreciate the gloves. Okay. And so at first it seems like it's impossible. There's not enough moisture, but as you kind of uh, grind and press together with your hands, everything comes together Kind of like a beautiful natural candy bar. Okay. And honestly, this, this recipe out of all the recipes that you guys will be getting, um, I think it has like 99% came from the Sasol market. <laughs> Just because we have so many, so many different roasted nuts, um, so many dried fruits. We have the tahini. We just don't have peanut butter. Um, but I'm sure everyone has a container of nut butter in their pantry. So <laughs> that is the good news. Okay. So it is about ready. You also get a great arm workout. Yep. From the trail mix bites. So save, besides, your, save your arm day for the day you make trail mix bites. Besides picking them up and putting them in your mouth too, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that That's very strenuous. <laughs> okay. So what I do is I make, I press together the balls like this, about an inch around. Oops. And then you're just going to put it on the parchment paper. I really like mine cold. Um... So I'm going to stick this in the freezer afterwards. And that also preserves it for, you know, some days afterwards 
like I said, we snack on these a lot. Um, but you can eat them. You can literally pick it up right now and eat it. So tasty. Um, and I would want to bet, I have not tried it, but I would want to bet that if you flatten these just a little bit and stuck them in the oven for about 12 minutes, I think it would make a pretty ridiculously good cookie. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. Just because with the peanut butter, there's so many like um, very basic peanut butter cookie recipes and you just add the peanut butter and bake it. Um, and it's kind of the same idea here. So if you have a little more of whole ingredients. So how long would this keep? If you put them in the freezer uh, in your gallon size bag, as I, it's my go-to, um, I would, they don't last long very much in my house, but it would keep for a couple weeks. Okay. Um, now, if you just have them um, on the countertop, they probably will last less long. <laughs> they will disappear quite quickly. Um, but the only thing I would be mindful of is that the cereal may get a little bit stale if you try to keep it more than a week. So I would, you know, just a week if they're going to be at room temperature. Okay. Yep. And of course, this is this is not as uh, rich and exciting as baklava, but <laughs> it is a little more mom approved. So I am very happy um, that I was able to get creative and uh, make this recipe about a year ago. And we've just continued to make them. And they're they're so delicious. By the way, happy Women's Day. Yes. To, to you and to every lady tuning in today. Exactly. I, I When I looked at my calendar after we scheduled this cooking class, I knew that it was, you know, Women's Month this month. However, I saw on my calendar, it was International Women's Day on the day I'm doing cooking class. And I was so stoked. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> and perfect. you were the one to pick the date. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I had no idea. I didn't know that that was... That was true, but um, yeah, no, it worked out great. And being that I'm, I don't know, sometimes I, I don't think that I'm too uh, ethnic or, or cultured or anything like that, but half of my family is fully Lebanese. Um, and I did grow up in somewhat of an atmosphere that uh, is very similar to my big fat Greek wedding. Mm. Um, my family is exactly like that. <laughs> so during International Women's Day, I feel like I fit in. <laughs> in actually, in my big fat Greek wedding, there there is one scene where the lady she goes up to the guests that she's never met before, and she was saying, "Eat, eat," you know, um, and they're like, "No, we don't eat meat. We're vegetarian." And she said something like, oh, "Okay, I have chicken for you then." And I promise you, I was vegetarian for about seven years um, during like college, high school and college, uh, just because of a dare. Anyway, um, I had that same conversation with my aunt because she did not understand. I said, Aunt Lumia, I'm, I'm a vegetarian now. I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. I have some chicken for you. I was like, no, that's not how it goes. 
but yeah, as soon as um, when I one of the first times that I spent time with my in-laws before they were my in-laws, I actually made them watch my big fat Greek wedding so that they would understand, you know, the culture that they were about to enter in a little bit better. <laughs> but it is a beautiful culture, definitely surrounded by food and gatherings and family. And um, while this year, you know, during the pandemic, we've definitely uh, changed the way that we see each other. Um, even my family doesn't gather the way that we used to. Uh, we've all really kept our distance and tried to be safe, especially since my grandmother, uh, Sasul, is still around and we want to keep her healthy. Um, but we are looking forward to getting back to uh, the large gatherings, you know, maybe within the next year and uh, celebrating over some food again. Because that, that is what, that's what uh, Lebanese hospitality is all about. And when I went to Lebanon, I really discovered that all of the recipes that they prepare have in mind that it's going to be enjoyed communally. Mm. Uh, so everything is always family style, uh, lots of finger foods to promote, you know, sitting at a table together, drinking, grabbing the food and enjoying it. Um, this is really like Mediterranean food at, as, uh, the essence of Mediterranean food. It's not, um, you know, it's not any particular ingredients. Mm -hmm. It is really the style that is going to be enjoyed. So let's talk about your grandmother and naming your dad, naming the restaurant after her. Yeah. So my grandmother, uh, her name is Cecilia. That's her, her given name. Cecil was a name that her grandfather called her, like as her nickname. Um, so she, she went by Cecil, but of course it wasn't, you know, her, um, the name on her birth certificate. Um, but my dad decided to name our restaurant Sasul, one, because of her strong influence on him. And really she was the reason, she is the reason, you know, that we celebrate Lebanese hospitality. She lives and breathes it still today um, at 92 years old. Um, so we felt like it was so appropriate because she really embodies what we want to bring um, to our customers every day. Um, as well, the second reason we named it Sasul uh, was because she really, she supplied um, probably 10 to 12 of our recipes that we still use today. So um, the hummus, hummus is her recipe, the tzatziki is her recipe, kibbe is her recipe, grape leaves are her recipe. Um, let's see. What else, if I'm getting it right? Tabool, the tabbouleh is her recipe. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those tuning in that are Sasul customers, um, we do have, you know, kind of like newer or new age salads, such as the autumn root salad that has raw carrots and beets in it. Um, but the, the core of our menu was given to us by her. So um, it is very appropriately named the restaurant is appropriately named after her um and she still comes to the restaurant on tuesdays when she has doctor's appointment near sul carry she'll come by and have lunch um and tell us exactly what we need to do to make the recipes back to the the way she gave them to us <laughs> she's the best critic she's like simone and she kisses me i love you i love you the tabbouleh needs a little more lemon <laughs> 
Oh, you got it. I'm sorry. I'm going to take it back into the kitchen. You got it. So it's, it's really a great thing having, um, such strong food traditions in, in our family and, uh, it has spread to the restaurant. Now we are, so like I told you, this takes a little bit of time to ball everything up. I think I've gotten to a stopping point. I'm going to do one more, one lucky trail mix bite. So these are going to go right into the freezer and we are going to try to hold off on them until we're actually eating. <laughs> I may find someone in the freezer a little bit early, but, um, okay. I'm going to put this to the side. I'm going to do this on my own time a little bit later and the items in the oven are ready to come out. So let me put this on the back counter. sweet potatoes, carrots and celery. And then I'm going to give the chicken about three more minutes while I prepare the pan that it's going to be in. So that gives us just the perfect amount of time. Let's take this over to our prep area. So in order to finish off our semolina crusted chicken marinara, you take your marinara, three quarters go into the bottom of the pan. Save a little bit to go on top. Okay, next up, which I'm going to rinse my knife first. Okay. Next up, we're using Armenian string cheese. Now, with a typical, like, baked marinara dish, I've seen fresh mozzarella used, I've seen shredded mozzarella used, but recently I've really tried to get very creative with Armenian string cheese. It's also called braided cheese because it is definitely braided. Uh, Ooh, this cheese is so fascinating to me. Um, and it is the only string cheese that I ever grew up with, and you can actually break it like that. Um, I would love to see this cheese actually made. That is what one of my goals is. I want to see this made live. Anyway, the flavor, this cheese is very melty when you bake it. So anything that you want, you know, the end goal is to have the cheese melted. I challenge you to use this instead of the cheese that you typically would use. Um, it is great. You know, you can actually peel it like this. You can snack on it cold. You can put it in a sandwich, it makes the best grilled cheeses. Mm -hmm. But today what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to keep it mostly whole, you know, in the braid. And then I'm going to dice it just a little bit. So we're using it atypically, not as a string cheese, but I'm just using it because it melts so nicely and the flavor is so good as well. So what I'm doing is I'll kind of turn this way so you can see as the strings are chopped finely it ends up being like almost like little shredded cheese more like little shredded chunks but um or chunks of cheese 
but this is gonna go on top of these chicken tenders. So it makes it more of an adult entree. Like I said before though, if your kids are a little bit picky, you don't have to layer this in any marinara. You guys can just enjoy a chicken finger night with the semolina crusted chicken. And I promise you, it will taste great. <laughs> but this is another component that I think could wow some of your family members. And I, I always grew up um, making grilled cheeses out of this cheese. It is so excellent. And uh, one thing you want to notice is it has black nagella seeds in there. Um, and this gives it its unique flavor. So I don't even know how to describe the flavor, but if you try it, you will know what I mean. It's really, really tasty. Um, and it's just, it's so savory, a little bit salty, the perfect cheese to go on top of this. I am in love with string cheese. Any, any chance I can use it, I will use it. Let's get those, uh, those chicken tenders out of the oven. So Simone, where can you get that um, string cheese at? So we carry it at Sasul. I'm gonna grab a, a thing a little bit. Oh. Yeah, we carry string cheese at Sasul. Um, also lots of other cheeses as well, um, like feta cheese. We carry Kashkaval, which is um, a sharper cheese. Sometimes people don't notice because it's a little bit out of the way. You know, we have like cheese coolers um, where we have all of our cheese stored. But if you have a chance to walk around and you're not too rushed to get your takeout order or anything, check out the variety. It is really excellent. And you can cook with them, but also they're great for cheese boards, which we're going to be showcasing a little bit later this month Yes, uh, with my sister. That's going to be lots of fun. Uh, we'll be using some of the cheeses from from our market section, okay. like this, and then, okay. So what I'm doing is I am laying the chicken tenders in the pan, like that. So good. The smell is really nice too. You can smell the toasted sesame seeds in the breading as well as uh, that dried thyme. Not just because I love zatar, but I really am a fan of dried thyme by itself. It has such a pretty color too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's one of, um, it's one of the herbs that actually we have in our garden. And right now, because it still is freezing, we have kind of kept some of our uh, pieces of our garden sprouting in our garage. We have a like a, a light that grows the seedlings. Um, so my husband's been diligently monitoring those and dried thyme is one of them. So we actually grew this dried thyme that's going to be on the vegetable or sorry, not dried thyme, the fresh thyme that I'm going to put on the vegetables in a few minutes. So that's really cool. Okay. Now what we do, put a little more of that marinara 
over the chicken. Okay. Now comes the string cheese. And I typically just put it on the center line, you know, just to kind of create a nice visual, but also, you know, you don't want to overload it with cheese. It's not, not lasagna tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we use some fresh basil like that, which we also grew. I think we're going to go for planting our garden um, this weekend because I think it's going to start a warming trend. I think. And we are really hoping. Hope so too. We need yeah. a warming trend. Yes. Then maybe I'll enjoy my guava lemonade outside. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put this back in the oven for only five minutes just to really make sure that the cheese melts. And then we're good to go. Okay. We do have a question. It says, what's your favorite Sassoul menu item? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is probably the hardest question I know. Um, hmm. Let's see. I would have to say my gosh. So I love our quinoa tabouli. I'm, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge healthy eater. I really, I love my greens. I always grew up eating salad all the time. Um, so I really, I really love our quinoa tabbouleh. But more than anything, I like mixing like two or three salads together because then you get a whole new salad. So um, my favorite combination would be quinoa tabbouleh with some baba ganoush in it and tuna salad. Um, it may sound weird. I don't know if it does or not. Um, but I love our tuna salad by itself. I love the baba ganoush by itself. When you mix those three together, I don't know why we haven't discovered it earlier. It's just like, it's unbelievable. It's like this creamy green salad that has so much flavor, a little bit of protein from that tuna. Um, I could eat that all day long. So that, that's like, I know I didn't really answer the question correctly, um, but that has to be my favorite, that, that three trio. Definitely. Yeah. Mine has to be the jalapeno hummus that you guys have. Yes. I, mean, I could make a dinner with that and your pita homemade pita bread. That I could eat so up all day long. So good. That is so true. Yeah. The jalapeno hummus. And I, I hate that a lot of people, when we say, yeah, this is a cilantro jalapeno hummus. They're like, oh no, I don't want anything hot. Um, but you know, it, it only has like a little bit of heat to it, like mm -hmm. in the in the back of your mouth. So I wish that word jalapeno wasn't even in the name because I feel like it's so intimidating to people. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is so delicious. And that's one of our most um, recent items, actually. We've, I guess we've had it for three years, but we pretty much keep a constant menu. So to be a newer item, uh, is it says a lot. You know, it made it to the Sassoul menu. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it didn't it didn't make its appearance earlier, um, but it was definitely needed. I, I didn't think anything would be popular than our regular hummus, but then the green hummus came. So, you know, um, I'm going to start plating up the vegetables so that uh, you guys can see the whole meal as it is. Um, I'm going to grab a plate. I'm coming right back. Okay. 
we are going to do a little plating and I have my fresh thyme to garnish. So it is starting to be wedding season again. A lot of people have rescheduled their weddings as of last year and some people are still pushing it off, but we are having a few uh, weddings at Sasul, not at Sasul, but catered by Sasul um, coming up. So I am totally getting in the mode of garnishing and, um, you know, getting into that catering, catering fever. Um, I actually, in talking about garnishing, I just made a food video, like a little cooking demo on what you can do with all your leftover garnish. <laughs> Cause I, there was a dilemma, you know, I, um, I had been making all these food videos and taking pictures. And then all of a sudden my fridge is filled with these bits of chopped this and that. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I want a salad, you know? So I took everything, combined it, did a little dressing. It was just what I needed. It was so good. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna check on that chicken because it should be about done. Oh, it is. Okay. See how tasty this looks? Mm, that looks so good. Yes, it really is. And to serve that up, it's just like a, you know, my version of chicken parmesan, uh, Sasul style. We'll let that cool while I get the other vegetables and garnish those vegetables. And then we're about done. Okay. So we have purple potatoes this and I am just so ready to take a picture of this because I really am loving all of the color it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous plate thank you we have our fresh thyme what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put one sprig actually just as display like that then the other one i take off the leaves and we will use that as a flavor not just garnish excellent and i hope i made it a little bit easier for you guys using the baby corn i know it's not typical to put canned vegetables but you will not be disappointed if you use baby corn with your regular roasted vegetables and don't feel bad either because you did 90% of the work chopping. Yep. You deserve just to open a can of something and throw that in for some extra color and flavor. Yeah, and uh, the vegetables too, you can always chop the night before or prep absolutely. like on a Sunday too. Absolutely. Okay. That is going right there. Okay. Then I have a little more fresh basil to garnish. And yes, these are one type of chicken tender, but doesn't it look elegant? There we go. Okay. That looks so good. Kind of jealous that you get to eat that. <laughs> I feel pretty lucky that I get to enjoy this in a couple of minutes. <laughs> there you go. 
So I hope I made it a little bit simple. We used some Sasul ingredients, so I kept it close to home. Lots of local produce, lots of color, um, and it's, you know, somewhat healthy as well. Um, so it's great for the whole family. Does anyone have any questions, I guess, as we wrap up the class? Um, I don't see anybody have it. Let's talk a while. We're waiting to see if any questions come out. Let's talk about you and Noelle coming on at the end of the month, what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So my sister, Noelle, um, if you guys don't know Noelle, I'm sure you do if you're a Sasul customer. Um, but Noelle is our district manager. Um, she handles pretty much the managers of both locations. So she keeps them all in check. She handles training employees. She is really a rock star of operations. Um, so her and I on the, is it the 31st? Or I think the it's the 30th. I think it's the, the 30th. 30th. You're right. On the 30th, we are going to be doing a lunch and learn uh, with Melissa. And we are going to be creating a nice charcuterie board. So charcuterie boards have become, of course, very trendy. Um, they are great for entertaining, especially, you know, when you do a grand, grand charcuterie board and you can just snack and enjoy some wine. Um, but also you can enjoy a mini charcuterie board about this size. If you just want a lunch to yourself or a quiet dinner with a glass of wine after a busy day, a nice charcuterie board uh, or a charcuterie plate in that case, um, is great to enjoy. So we are going to show you how to create a large scale one for when you start entertaining again. Also, we're going to do a pint size one for the individuals out there that just want to enjoy a glass of wine. And of course, I'm sure we will be talking and laughing because I cannot stop laughing whenever I'm with my sister. So um, I am really looking forward to that. I hope everyone that's tuning in now tunes in on the 30th and will be kind of focusing on a different aspect of food. We do have a comment that says the veggies look amazing, which I totally agree. Awesome. Got my mouth watering. Okay. Good. Can't wait to make it soon. And guys, all these recipes will be on the blog tomorrow. Um, Simone's giving me the recipe. She's going to send me a picture. So I have the picture up there so you guys can look at right. it. And, it's, and I'll even put the video up there. So just in case you miss a step, we have the video up there as well. So awesome. Simone, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I could not have imagined anybody else to do this cooking segment with, but you, you thank were the you. first person I thought of. So. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. It was an honor. I hope everyone enjoys when they make it at home. All right, guys. We will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye. Bye. Y'all, I had so much fun cooking with Simone, and I cannot wait for her and her sister, Noelle, to come back on. Uh, you may remember that they were actually on an episode a little while back, like one of the very first episodes that I had on the Chats in the Blog Cabin, and they were talking about Sassoul Cafe, which is the cafe that's family-owned, and they actually work with Morgan now. They are, um, at that one point in time, they were raising money for the victims in Lebanon who the explosion happened. It was way back in August of last year. They're episode 43 if you want to go check that out. But I'm so excited that Simone agreed to my crazy idea about cooking um, for Women's History Month and Women's Appreciation Women Empowerment Month. Because honestly, I think that's a question that we all get. What's for dinner? I mean, really, what's for dinner? I, I Even when we go out, I end up having to choose the restaurant. 
So I really love that Simone was right on board with me on this idea. And that as we were having a conversation, we were talking about, oh, well, you know, I really would like my sister. And I'm like, well, why don't we do charcuterie boards? You know, she was like, they do charcuterie boards. And I'm like, why don't she come back on? So I am so excited that they're coming back on at the end of March, um, which they, it'll be live at the end of March on Facebook and YouTube, but probably not until April will the podcast be up. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I thank you so much for being part of the blogcast, podcast, blogcast, podcast family. And please like, leave a rating or review wherever you're listening to. If you do happen to hop over to YouTube, please subscribe to the channel because I have a lot more great content coming up. I have so much planned. I'm already booked out for April and May on to June and July, I believe. So. So many amazing causes coming up. Um, It's not all about just learning about people trying to sell things or people trying to make you buy something or just issues that they have. But it's also about giving back in charity. And that's 100% what I'm so behind. So be blessed. Have a great rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this. And remember, keep chatting.